Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. In 2016, let me see. Has, has the Lord done some things that you didn't even ask for? See, the word of God said that we overcome by our testimony in the blood of the Lamb. Could you tell someone beside you? He exceeded my expectations. Now, the challenge this year, I was seeking and God said, God, what is it? You said that this year, 2016, was going to be a year of a fast forward. You know how you is. You know, everybody got a DVR, right? TiVo or something. You skip past the commercials to get to the place where you want to. God literally accelerated your life to get you where he wanted you to be. God told us last year that if we would redeem the time, he would restore the years. That the canker worm and the palmer worm can anybody attest that around this place, God has restored years? It was as if the last six years almost never happened. God folded time over on top of itself. You know why he can do it? Because he is not relegated by something he, he created. He created time. See, God lives in the ever-present now. Hebrew says, now faith. It's the substance of things hopeful. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see. Somebody say now. God lives in the ever-present now, so it will, it will behoove us to get where God is because whatever we need is in his now. Our future is in his now. And so that's the reason it's easy for God just to press fast forward on our lives. And, we, and he will get us to a place where it would seem as if we never lost any time. How many of you felt like the devil in the past stole some years from you? Stole opportunities from you? Well, God said this year, I have caught you back up. You are back on schedule. You are right back on schedule. God, I thank you. You haven't lost a thing. You are right on schedule. I caught you back up. Because I did a fast forward in your life. The fast forward of some of you means some people had to leave. Fast forward of some of you means you had to do some relocation. You have to let some relationships go. Some, some relationships you want to hold on to, but God hardened some people's heart like he did Pharaoh so that you would depend on him. 
But tell somebody, it got me forward. So I said, God, what is it that you want to say to God's people on this year? I was expecting something deep. I was expecting something with some angels with blowing some trumpets. I was expecting something. Expect more. All I want you to do is to expect more. I have not ran low on my plans for you. I have not run low. There is no shortage. There is no lack in my house. God said I want you to expect more. God said there is more where that came from. This year that I gave you, this year that I blessed you, this year that I removed the scabs and the scar tissue from your heart, God said there is more. Tell somebody there's more. If you expect it, there is more. If you expect it, there is more. I said, God, you got to show me somewhere in the scripture. I just don't want to seem like I'm just talking. God took me to 1 Samuel, the first chapter. In 1 Samuel, the first chapter, it talks about, uh, it talks about Hannah's husband. He had two wives. It was Hannah and Penina. And he said he loved Hannah dearly, but Hannah could not give him any children. And because she could not give him children in, the, in, that, in that society back then, she had very little value. Even though he, she had favor with her husband, he gave her everything. And, and, I, and I'm not going to belabor your time, but I need you to read that scripture from, from 2 down to about 19. And, and, and then every year they would make a pilgrimage to a place called Shiloh. And they would come and, 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 and they, they would pay their pilgrimage. They would do their pilgrimage and they would pay their homage to God for, to have another blessed year. But something kicked in Hannah that she got grieved in her spirit. Panana was, she was picking at her. She was, has anybody ever been there where life and people that are, that are, that are surpassing with you are, 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 are nagging you and they're bullying you about what you said and declared out of your mouth and you see people that live with less integrity. The people that, that, that are not tired the people that do everything they want to and it seems like they're zooming past you in a, in a fast lane God said don't worry about Penina don't worry about Penina keep your eyes on your lane don't worry about Penina don't worry about the Peninas of life they got the house, they got the car, they got the, they got the, the 2.3 kids with a dog and a picket fence. Don't worry about Penina. God said, I've got a destined time for you. You know what she did? She got dissatisfied. And her husband said, look, why are you weeping? Why are you acting? Look, I, I, you still my favorite? Even though you can't. He said, am I not better than you than 10 sons? That means people who are kin to you, people that may sit on your road, people that may be your prayer partner, the people that may be in Bible study with you may not understand the depth of the fact that I was born here to birth something. I was put in here, I was put on this earth to produce and I will, I, will, I refuse to leave this earth. I refuse to let my last heart beat, beat its last rhythm unless I have lived out my purpose. And so people with good intentions, they will come to you and say, look, look, you know, you, you don't want to be ungrateful. Look, you got reasonable portion of life. He'll have the thing that God promised me, the thing that I was created for.
So don't let in your pursuit of what God called you. Oh God, don't let your pursuit, which makes other people uncomfortable, end up being a bondage for you. Folk will try to get you to settle. Folk will try to get you to settle. Well, look at what you do, God. Look at what look, 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 look at what you got. People are so much worse off than you. People, people will bear, people will kill to be in your position. I don't care about anything. I don't care about anything. What God has promised over my life, my life is worth nothing if I don't fulfill the reason He put me on this earth. But it's not gonna happen unless I expect more. She could have said, you know what, that's right. You know what, you're right. You're right, husband. I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to be ungrateful. And see, that's what we let the devil do. In our pursuit of more, when God said he's called us to higher heights, he's called us to deeper depths, deep call of unto deep. In our pursuit, the devil wants to make us seem like we're being ungrateful to God. Well, the biggest compliment to God is when we pursue and get everything that he laid up for us. That's the biggest compliment. You know why? Because his son shed blood to give you access to the things of the kingdom of God. Tell somebody, I've got access. The shame of access is if it's never used. The waste of Jesus' blood is if we don't use his access. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. How many people are saved? How many are accepted the completed work of Jesus Christ? Well, if that is the, if that is the case, the word of God says that you've been seated with the, your elder brother Jesus in heavenly places far above principalities. You are not some beggar. You are not some servant in the back of the room. You've got a seat at the table. And it's time to start using your access by withdrawing and making a demand on your sonship. It's time to expect more, people of God. Hannah ended up going to the temple one time. And it, 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 it bothered her so bad, she went to the temple and was crying so grievously that Eli thought that she was drunk. Is your worship so passionate that people accuse you of being out of your mind? How bad is your pursuit of God? I would dare to say you're not doing nothing unless people talking about it. I don't do it so that people talk, but I, but I am so passionate. I am so in pursuit of what God called for me and what God has for me. I don't care who I disturb. I don't care what I look like. I don't care how many cool points I lose. As long as I leave with what God has for me, who cares? Tell somebody, I expect more. I expect more. Now, I must tell you this, people of God, and we're about to go. I want you to stand to your feet. We're about to go.
here's what Hannah did. And I believe this is the thing that locked out because she was grieving all the time. She said in, in 11, and she vowed a vow and said, O oh Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, somebody look up the Lord and say, Remember me. And not forget thy handmaiden, but will give thine handmaiden a child. I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. This is one thing I want you to leave with what Hannah had. Hannah had proper perspective. That what I want God to give me, it's so that I can give it back to him. be possible that we've been wanting the end result when Hannah only wanted to be a conduit God. all she wanted to be is a conduit you know what a conduit is a conduit is like this wire it carries power from the amp in the back to the speaker which allows it it's a conduit somebody say conduit it is a vehicle by which power flows through Why, why was she, I'm going to give it away. All she wanted to be is something that God could flow through. Could it be possible that we've been focusing on, 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 on the big church and the big ministry and the big this and the CDs and all this? Could it be we've been focusing on the corner, the, on the corner office when God really wants to give you the corner office so he can flow through you and fix that hell hole on your job? She had the proper perspective that she wanted to be a conduit and not a manager of what God gave her. She gave the child back to God. To whom much is given, much is required. You know what he also told me, Sister Shonda? He said, not only do I want people to expect more of me, but I'm also expecting more of them. Because I've trusted you with access. I've trusted you with favor. And so, I told you before that God is a good businessman and he does not invest in anything that he does not expect a, re a, a return on in his investment. So I gave, if I gave you more years of your life, I expect a return on my investment. If you ask me to save your husband, I expect a return on my investment. If, oh God, if you ask for the car, if you ask for the house, if you ask for the six-figure income, God said, I expect a return on my investment. What does expected people like? My wife, my wife had three babies, and every time that she was, she was pregnant, they call it expected. You know why? She, she, when she was expecting, she ate different. She, 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 without knowing, she, she walked around like this when she scooted by. She protected that thing that she was carrying. Tell somebody, are you expecting? Are you expecting? Does your life look like you are expecting? Does your life, does your, does your conversation sound like you're expecting? Are the moves that you make, are the decisions that you make, is the company that you keep? Is it indicative of a person that's expecting?
Tell somebody, I expect more. When she was expecting, she went every 30 days to the doctor to make sure that the baby was on schedule. How often do you come by the house of God? How often do you stop by his presence to get a checkup in your spirit? God, is there anything inside me that, that you're not pleased with? Lord, 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 shine the light of heaven on my soul. Show me my, show me every wicked way so I can lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets me. I'm a firm believer that we are one or two decisions or weights being laid down for revolutionizing our lives. But God said, I expect more of you on this year. With the testimony I gave you, with the gift I gave you, with the investment of, of all the knowledge I put inside of you, with all the things I delivered you from, God said, I expect more from you. It's a two-way street. It's called reciprocity. Oh, that's a curse word. I want people want to take, 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 but they don't want to give, give, give. And that breaks the law of reciprocity. Anything that takes more than it gives is a leech and will eventually die. So God said, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to give you a good message that God's about to be turned around three times. And no, no, but God said, no, if you, if you, get, if you give unto me like Hannah, I'm going to give you a prophet. I'm going to give you something. I'm going I'm to allow you to come, something come out of you that's going to birth the nation. Something is going to, that, that if, you, if, you, if the gift that you gave me, if you give it, if you yield it back to the kingdom. Anything that you sow into the kingdom never leaves your life. And don't worry, I'm not, I'm not raising an offering again. Put your God down. But I want us at this moment, can we lift our hands? Happy New Year already. Amen. Tell somebody you made it. Now, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to tell the Lord, say, Lord, I expect more. I'm just letting it breathe. Where's your expectation in? Some of you in this room, you had fire in your belly. There was a swiftness in your feet. There was a strength in your legs. But because of time and disappointment, you felt that God did not move fast enough. Some of us had false doors. God announced two weeks ago in this place on Tuesday night. That's where you got to come here to Tuesday nights. We have encounter him sessions where we do nothing but lay before his presence. We worship him. God announced two Tuesdays ago that false labor and miscarriage is over. 
those of us that have had false doors where it looked like breakthrough Kindle when breakthrough was just about it looked like this is it this is my moment God said in 2017 God said I am getting rid of God man of God God said I am getting rid of false labor and miscarriage the real door is going to open the real door is going to open for you man of God the real door the real door You know, you know how women can have them Braxton hits and they, they run to the hospital and say, no, it ain't time yet. You get excited. You get all wound up. You grab the bag. And then you go down. And then, and then all of a sudden, and then, and then, oh, 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 oh you're so happy. It's like, oh, yeah, we finally going to have it. It seemed like this is it. And, and, and the thing that God gave you becomes stillborn. God said, I've called an end to it. I've called an end to it. In this season, in this year of expecting more, God is saying, you're going to carry what I put in you to full term. No more getting yourself excited like this is it. 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 All the, all the see. The, 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 the contraction subside and I, 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 got, I got to wait some more. And you carry the thing and you got the agony of carrying it all this way and holding it in your hands and holding something to die. God said, I called an end to it. But God said, in order to have a spirit of expectancy, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask a thing. But it's according to the power. It's according to the level of expectancy. It's according to the level of your faith that works in you, people of God. And I believe in this place and I believe I hear the word of God right now as it's saying that people have been burdened down with the spirit of disappointment. That it would be better not to care. See, not caring, when people say, I don't care, they really care. They're just trying to anesthetize the pain. See, if I don't care about it, it can't hurt me. And so I put barriers between what I care. When, when in, the, in the fact of the matter night, when you when you alone staring at the ceiling, looking at the ceiling fan, in the recesses of your mind, you're aching, but you put so many layers before you are numb to it. But God said it's safe to love again. It's safe to trust again. It's safe to care again. It's safe to inspect again. I know we're over in the new year. I know we're over in Sunday. But before we leave, is there anybody that has been plagued with the spirit of disappointment? Can you come down to the altar? Come on, doesn't mean you're in sin. It's just that, it just means that life has happened. People disappoint you. People make promises to you. People say, I'll be a bridge. I'll help you. I'll help you get there. I'll be the one. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. If I'm speaking to anybody, come on up. Come on up. If you've had a spirit of disappointment, if you've been disappointed and you're scared to trust again, you're scared to believe again, come on, if you're scared, 
If you've been scared, come on, come on. I want you to right now to begin to lift your hands. We're going to eat real good in a minute, y'all. But the food is going to taste better when God takes this, this, this disappointment, this bitter taste of disappointment out of our mouths. Come on, impress it, impress it. You've been disappointed by people who've hurt you, people you've trusted, people you put your confidence in. They may be dead and gone. But you still hear their voice condemning you, telling you you're never going to make it. You're never going to be anything. You're never, never going to accomplish. Come on, the, the altar is still open. Come on. Come on, I want you right now just begin to worship the Lord and thank, you, thank him that he's, he's about to take the disappointment away. Come on, come on, come on. I need people praying in this room. Come on. Come on, open your mouth, open your mouth. Come on, thank you for taking the disappointment away. Come on, come on. Come on, thank you for taking the disappointment away. Come on, come on, lift those hands. Lift those hands. God's about to take the shackle of disappointment. The reason you can't expect anymore because you've got a yoke of disappointment over you. And God said, you will not carry it into this new year. In order to expect more, you've got to get rid of that spirit. You, you, you always got that plague and thought, God, what if? People going to, you always thinking, what if? What if it doesn't work? What if I'm going to look stupid? People going to talk about me. Look, look, God is on your side and you cannot fail. You cannot fail. He has a vested interest in you doing well, and you living well, and you prospering and being in good health, even as your soul prospers. God has a vested interest, but you gotta get that yoke of disappointment. Come on, lift those hands. Come on, lift those hands. Repeat after me and say, Father God, it's in Jesus' name that I come to you right now. I admit that I've been hurt, I've been scarred, and I've been disappointed. And it has been plaguing my life. <laughs> he said, but today, God, I heard in your word that I can expect more. So right now, God, I take off the yoke of disappointment. Come on, do it right now symbolically. Come on, take it off. Take it off of you. Come on, say, God, I take off that yoke of disappointment. Tell, him, tell, tell God, say, I forgive those that hurt me. I forgive the ones that lied to me. I forgive the ones that turned their back on me so that I can be free. Say, now, God, I receive your anointing to hope again. To love again, to trust again, and to expect again. Say, God, from this day forward, I expect the good that you have for my life. Say, I expect to be the head and not the tail. To be above only and never be beneath. Say, I am the righteousness of God. The seed of Abraham. I am a son and I'm not a bastard. Say, God, I receive your love. I receive your favor. I receive your grace to live this life as you see fit, God. Tonight, let's say, now, devil, I renounce you and I renounce your evil works you cannot come to me 
with the spirit of disappointment anymore. See, I have hope springing like a river. I expect my life to turn around. See, I expect my health to spring forth. See, I expect my relationships to be restored. I receive it. I believe it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want you to begin to give God praise. Lift your voice. Lift your voice and receive your new freedom. Come on. Come on. Somebody bless the Lord with them. Come on. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.